Joining me now is Phil Duncan from weatherwatch.co.nz. Good afternoon, Phil. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. How uh, how's your summer been? Oh, well, my summer has been great uh, until I arrived back in Dunedin. <coughs> Excuse me, and then everyone complained about the weather. Uh, I've just been looking at Niwa's drought index map. It is very colourful, Phil, but as you'd expect at this time of the year, it's getting a bit dry in a few places, uh, and others like Dunedin wanting to send their rain elsewhere, it seems. Yeah, it's a little bit of, um, you know, that saying, walk and chewing gum at the same time. We've got El Nino around, and we've also got um, this marine heat wave and, and warmer air conditions going on around the New Zealand-Australia part of the world. And so we've got two layers of weather going on, and we're seeing that in the, in the um, drought map you're just talking about. Colourful means that there is variety all across the country. And so you've got some regions, uh, you know, places like Waikato, which are similar to Canterbury, where they've got some areas that are very dry and other areas that are actually not that bad. And we're seeing that across the country, a, a mixture of big downpours that we had uh, at the end of December mostly helped a lot of places out. And now we've got some more rain moving up the country today. And actually the, the, the weather pattern we've had so far this month it's been pretty settled for the most part. We are seeing a bit of a change coming for the next half of the month where it's not necessarily going to be raining every day, but there are much more chances for rain in the New Zealand area, and it may even feel more like La Nina than El Nino for some places. It seems, though, Phil, that no one's in meteorological drought, as has sometimes been the case historically in the middle of January. Yeah, I mean, when, when we look at, what El Nino does and what summer does, generally we get more high pressure in the New Zealand area. Uh, the last couple of years, we've actually seen high pressure reduce in the New Zealand area. We had a lot more of it um, several years ago, way more than normal, and that led to droughts across the country. We're in a lot more of a, a broken-up weather pattern now, which for most people is good. It's a little frustrating if you're trying to be camping or you know, trying to do hay earlier in the season or um, you know, spraying stuff if you've got a bit of wind and rain around. But usually the changeable pattern is quite a kind one to us. I'm, I'm, the thing I'm pushing the most at the moment is this is a learning moment for everyone. When you hear things like El Nino and La Nina, don't then think that means we've got this coming up guaranteed locked in. I've said so many times we're halfway between the equator and Antarctica. The Southern Ocean will dominate our weather. The Tasman Sea will as well. And this is a really unusual El Nino. And I know that the, the government guys uh, here in New Zealand at NIWA and certainly in BOM in Australia, they're getting a lot of questions about why was all last year about hot and dry this summer? And to me, it just goes back to we just don't have a lot of data and a lot of um, examples of El Nino and what it really does. We've got very superficial information on that in our part of the world. Uh, one thing that I found really interesting, Phil, yesterday there was a water spout on the west coast, had a Awatuna around lunchtime yesterday. Is that what we might see more of or is that just a one-off isolated case? Hopefully it's a one-off, but actually as we go into January and February, this is the peak time of the year to get water spouts and, um, and those heat build-up sort of tornadoes that we sometimes get with a thunderstorm. It's caused by you know, a very warm day. Um, obviously t sea temperatures play a role with water spouts, but any kind of sort of um, wind movement that's going up and down and starting to spin around a bit, which happens all around our hills and ranges, coastal areas, um, we get these sorts of conditions and often on a very calm 
humid day. So not so much the big stormy windy weather, it's usually the calm days in summer that produce water spouts and tornadoes. So if you've got a calm, humid day and risk of a thunderstorm or a heavy downpour, you might notice one of those funnel clouds popping up, especially on the west coast, um, Canterbury and Waikato. Those are the areas that quite often get them. Oh, and Auckland as well sometimes. <laughs> Poor Auckland. I hope 2024 <laughs> is kinder to Auckland than 2023 was. Um, I know no, my cousins are out camping, Phil, yesterday Today. They just got their tent up and the heavens opened, so that was perfect timing. Had a text through on 5009 from Muzz in the Hawke's Bay. Uh, yeah, great to be back, Muzz. But he said it's just the heavens have opened uh, in the Hawke's Bay as well. So, you know, I imagine that that's probably very welcome at this time of the year. Now, what about across the Tasman in Australia? They are having a heck of a lot of rain. Is that welcome or have they kind of hit enough's enough stop already? It, it depends on where you are. Um, I noticed the Bureau of Meteorology, that's the, the Aussie government. We're not allowed right? to call them bomb, Phil. No. <laughs> I got very, very antsy about that when I was over there. Uh, it must have been October over a year ago. They were yeah, having but, a big spat saying, don't call us bomb. We are the you Bureau call of... call yourself B-O-M then. You know, exactly. It's not everyone calls them. But the Bureau have been backpedalling quite dramatically in their last climate update, saying they're really pushing the fact that El Nino isn't always dry and it does cause thunderstorms and downpours. But i got to say, that language was not around a few months ago. And we've got to be honest about these things. Like, I don't know why everyone's sort of trying to cover their butts when I'm a big believer in let's not get carried away with long-range forecasting. If we can't get 10 days right, why are we locking in 10 weeks from now? Um, but there is some science around that certainly says El Nino creates big high-pressure zones. Um, but at the moment, those highs have been pushed down south of Australia. That's the reason why both Queensland, New South Wales have been getting these massive thunderstorms and downpours and plenty more on the way for them, while New Zealand, the north of us, getting a bit more easterly winds as a result of those highs being a little further south. So the North Island's not behaving the way El Nino normally would, whereas, I say, the South Island is a lot more looking the way El Nino would be. But it's, it's unusual. El Nino is just a, a global event, and we're we're a couple of islands in the roaring 40s, basically, so it's always hard to lock it in. But Aussie, um, keep an eye on what's going on there. They've got a potential tropical cyclone in Queensland next week, and if it doesn't get them, that low could end up drifting our way. Not as a cyclone necessarily, but just there's a lot of low pressure in the Tasman and north of us that wants to come down our way. So this is an unusual summer, but I think for the most part, that's a good thing for most farmers. Had a text on 5009, Phil, to say snow on the hills out to a Tapiti Way in western Southland. Uh, and I text back and I'm like, fresh? Surely not. And they've come back and said yes. And I do remember a couple of years ago, it might have been about six, uh, we had snow on Mount Ruapehu twice in January. We didn't get out of flannelette sheets for a month up there. Uh, January can be a bit weird. You know, if you turn the map, of, or the, if you go to Google Earth and just turn it upside down, so south is north, our weather makes a lot more sense. All the people that complain where is summer when you get a subway, it's like, but there's nothing between us and Antarctica and <laughs> most of our nothing. weather. Yeah, it comes from that area. It comes from the Southern Ocean. And so El Nino encourages more high pressure over Tasmania. That's certainly what they've been getting. And then that sends us up westerlies and southwesterlies. And so having a cold snap or two, hearing complaints in Dunedin and coastal Otago and Southland about it being a little bit cooler than usual, that's all part of that El Nino southwester. Having stood on Bluff Hill on Saturday, Phil, I can absolutely confirm, though, nothing between us and Antarctica. (laughs) Hey, very quickly, what's in store for the rest of the week? 
Yeah, so, so we've got this cold front moving in today. Um, most of the country will feel it if you live on the east and southern sides of both islands. So, you know, south of Otago, Canterbury, Wellington, wider up the Hawke's Bay. Those areas will feel this colder airflow next couple of days. If you live at the top of the country, it's kind of like when a wave crashes on the beach and it just comes up to you and then it goes away again. So the cold snap in the north of New Zealand will really only be for tonight and tomorrow, and then it'll warm back up again. It won't be, won't be much for the top. But it will stay a bit cooler in the south, and we do see more fronts trying to move in. And so I do think if you're going away camping um, or you're wanting some dry weather, this is one of those weeks or those next couple of weeks you have to keep a close eye on the, on the rain forecast we've got. Use our new alerting app. Try and get your head around the rain that's coming in because there will be some heavy falls off and on amongst the dry weather as we go through the next couple of weeks. Summer's not finished. It's just, you know, summer does have rain. That's why we get about an average of about 70 to 100 millimetres in January because it doesn't stop raining. It just tends to be uh, longer dry spells. On the text line, I think they're cr- crying out for rain, uh, about 10 k's north of Fielding. Uh, and Phil, I've just seen that NEWA's 2023 reports uh, shows that it was Dunedin's warmest year ever, 2023. Uh, I beg to differ as to <laughs> a lot of people who lived here. Hey, Phil Duncan from weatherwatch.co.nz, really appreciate your time. No worries. Good to be back again. Have a good uh, rest of the year. (laughs) Thank you. It is good to be back on air as well.